Hello, everybody. Welcome to Your Cup of Tea, where we talk about your cup of tea over a cup of tea. Um, it's hot. It's summertime. So we just chilled some peppermint tea and uh, and we're going to rock out like that. Um, to introduce my guest, actually, this is going to be great because I will say you were my first guest. So that's yeah. that's a hint. If it, if there are any, I don't know what to call my fans. Not to say that I have any, but oh, like you have to come up with a name. I know, like the Hawks or something. Well, I want it to be like tea related, like, mm. but like you can't call them like the tea bags, right? Like oh, that's not a thing, Absolutely not. right? Right. But no, so you were my first guest ever, and now you're actually my first guest in this new. I guess form that I'm doing it with, like I. Are you calling me a guinea pig? No. <laughs> I'm glad you're so willing, <laughs> and it works so well. Um, but yeah, you're you're the first guest in this new format of me just like coming to people, seeing what they want to talk about, and then like just going from there. Um, oh, so without further ado, uh, everybody, welcome to the stage, Julie Vieira. So, Julie, what brings us to uh, the table? What's on your mind to talk about? You know, a lot of our conversations begin in a silly place and then they end up in a really deep place. And mm-hmm. so I feel like that's going to happen again today. Oh, most definitely. Um, but we were discussing perspective mm-hmm. the other day. And I'm not going to lie, it was like a few shots in. So I'm not sure how the conversation began. <laughs> But we were talking about how perspective can change your, well, obviously your outlook on life is a form of perspective, but it can change like where you want to go in life and then also where you end up, you know, the self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm. So I thought we could talk about that. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about authenticity. Oh, we could do that too. Okay, but let's start with that (laughs) and then we can go into authenticity. Oh yeah! Now I remember how this went. Yeah, you, <laughs> cool. Okay, I cool. would have like I would have wrangled it in there somewhere somehow. It but started, like, but no, I think we started off talking about perspective, and we ended up at authenticity because um, we're talking about, and I think this came up earlier, where we are trying to figure out what we are in this world, right? And a lot of times, our perspective says that you know productivity determines our worth. Mm-hmm. But really, I think what determines our worth is living your authentic life, mm-hmm. like who you really are and not, you know, a pawn in someone else's lifestyle or job or whatever for someone else's gain. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like it's so hard nowadays with social media for people to get to that place. Mm. I mean, truly get to that place, authentically get to that place because... It doesn't look like it. Authentically get to your authentic self. Oh, uh, what's it called? What's that movie? Not The Matrix. Inception. It's Inception. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about that? How do you feel about the fact that people claim to be so authentic on social media? Mm-hmm. Do you think the amount of content that you see is generally authentic? Hmm. I mean, social media is, you know it's known for as the phrase goes to post the best and hide the rest right Mm -hmm. and i think that there is a lot of truth to that um i think what is interesting though within the past year year and a half maybe even two there has been a slight i guess awakening to to that aspect of it like knowing that like so many things are photoshopped and like airbrushed and like you know like and also the wave of like loving yourself and loving yourself where you are um that being said i mean i feel like it more depends on the circles you run in on whether or not that gets exposed to you that train that new train of thought of just like oh i don't have to keep up with the the insta models because i know that so much staging went into just that one picture right so what do you think it is like i am i have a few thoughts running through my head one Mm -hmm. being the pandemic two being now people really because 
you know, blogging and influencers, they're only about 10 years old. So, like, people are really understanding the market. Mm. Like, what do you think it is that is that made people feel more open to authenticity online? I think it was... I love how I'm interviewing you on your show, but right. I just think it's so interesting <laughs> to hear someone else's mm-hmm. perspective on... <laughs> I, I think it had a lot to do with... Um, keeping up with the Joneses and like the rat race of it all but also I mean if you're moving my one friend Sterling he says like you know our generation and the younger generations they move at the speed of memes right so it's like if like a meme will get old within like two weeks three if it's really good right and so having to keep up with the the insta models and the the vloggers of the world who who actually literally like if you when you hear them talk about it like it is their job and like it is their life and they they go it's in work. it's a lot of work and to think that every regular i say regular very loosely but every average person is going to be able to keep up with that like at, every non-influencer there you go there it is vocab um they're not going to be able to keep up with that kind of pressure and that kind of timeline. And I think maybe collectively by osmosis, a lot of people just realize like, yo, this is, this is a lot and I don't, I don't need to. And for why, you know, I do think 2020 is going to be really interesting to study when Mm. future generations are looking back in history and I could see 2020 as the beginning of a second enlightenment. Mm. And I think that has a lot to do with the access that we have to information and also the amount of time that we spent accessing that information in 2020 because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And part of that conversation, I'm sure, will be social media. Mm -hmm. And I also think part of that awakening will be about, you know, racism and all of the work that the Black Lives Matter movement has done and how far we still need to go. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see. Well, I guess we might not be around, but I think <laughs> if I had like a time that I could go to in the future, mm-hmm. I would choose the moment that history book came out so I could find mm. out what people were saying. About 2020? Yeah. It's, you know what's crazy is that I feel like everyone feels like, you know, wow, what what are they going to say about 2020 in history books? Like, it has to be in the history books. Like, mm-hmm. so many things happened. And, like, it would be so wild if, like, it is not even a blip. I would hate to see the year that, like, takes 2020 out of the history oh, book. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine? Like, this better be. <laughs> like, that would be, like, that would be very insane. I mean, because, you know, you have things like... Black Plague gets talked about, and, like, so many things get talked about. Um, and so many things also should be talked about that's not. Mm-hmm. And that is a whole thing. That's a whole other podcast show, or episode, I'll say. Um, but, um, yeah, it'll just be very interesting to, to see to see that. To see, like, if our, if our, if our grandkids are, like wow, granddad, tell us what it was like in 2020. It's like, well, I got a new job that kind of set up everything that you see now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but outside of that, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, and I think it's really, going back to the topic of authenticity, I think it's really going to show this, you know, this little epoch is going to show who in our generation has chose chosen to be themselves and mm. who has chosen to be part of the system because right now it's very clear mm. and especially in this generation of you know, entrepreneurship or um, in general social media and having your own platform it's sometimes at least in my opinion easier now than mm. before to be able to tell who's sharing something that feels genuine Mm. some people are better judges of character and i'm not a great Mm -hmm. judge of character but i still feel that Mm -hmm. especially when you see someone online and then you meet them in person Mm -hmm. i think um the interesting thing about that with being authentic to yourself and and doing it from the jump is because of how quick we are now to call people out Mm. and because we know if we call them out 
their brand deals go away. Yeah. Right? Cancel and so, culture mm-hmm. is insane in 2020. Yeah. And what's interesting, though, Cat Williams is like, you know, it's not even... I so So what he said, and you guys can look it up, but like paraphrasing, he was just like, you know, cancel culture isn't really a bad thing. It's like teaching you to be more sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... I see what he's saying to a certain extent. I think um, that there can be outlier, uh, what is it, occasions um, and experiences. But yes, generally speaking, uh, because the only people who seem to be upset about cancel culture usually uh, seems to be like white people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just, so a, just to call it out and say what yeah. it is. Um, even, um, what's his name? Joe Rogan. He was like... Um, you know, at some point, it's going to get to a point where, like, if you're a straight white guy, you won't be able to say anything. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I mean... How about you just say things that are not <laughs> Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah. And then, all, but also, Kev on, uh, Kev on stage was talking about that, and he was like, but, like, straight white men have held the mic for so long. Right. Would it be such a bad thing if you guys just, like, sit down and shut up for a while? And it's just like that's so valid. It's like yeah, like let other people tell their stories, you know. Maybe a few women here and there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that's really interesting. I will say um, to Cat Williams' point about teaching people to be more sensitive. I think that's a misconception, Mm. and that's where the arguments lie. I don't think it's so much teaching people to be sensitive, but it's teaching people to be awake. You know, and there there is a difference. Obviously, emotional intelligence is a a major part of what's going on, and you know what everyone's learning about in this time twenty 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 and twenty twenty one. But I really do think there's a difference because when people are canceling somebody or something because of something they did wrong, calling it a sensitivity really does diminish the value of that. You know, whatever standoff or mm, or okay. and whatever it is but it like stop being so sensitive yeah. that kind of a thing okay and i think and at least in my opinion because this happens to women a lot that because our emotions are involved in something it becomes null or void mm. where if you re- if you realize that cancel culture stems from there is something that I will no longer tolerate because mm-hmm. it's not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and less, that's the more pragmatic approach, in my opinion. Mm. That's real. Okay. Um, but so, for my question for you, my first question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Julie Vieira show. All right. <laughs> uh, what does authentic to self mean to you? Honestly, this is going to be different to everyone, right? Uh, I think it's important that you said means to me because other people will definitely disagree. But to me, it means that every day you can start over. And Mm. I know to a lot of people that's, oh, well, then you're fake or you don't know who you are. You're one day this, one day that, wishy-washy. I could see that. I get that. But I think to be truly authentic, you're not worried about what everyone said you were yesterday. You're growing every single day. And sometimes that growth means you take two steps back, but that's Mm -hmm. part of the growth process. So being able to start new every day based off of what I want and what my goals are and the new things that I read or the new prayers that I have, you know, prayed, I think that's an authentic life. Mm. So, as I told you off air, <laughs> um, I was speaking to Stephanie about this, and um, shout out to Stephanie. Shout out to Stephanie. Um, she, we got into the the question of kind of to your point, you know, if you're living in the present, and the present is like moment to moment, um, like how does that change like your authenticity to yourself? And I think, you know, I, or at least I said, like, in that moment, you can always be true to yourself. Um, but, yes, you can also change and adapt. And, you know, when you, when you know better, you do better, yeah. allegedly. And I think a big point to that, um, sorry, were you going to? No, go ahead. I think a big point to that has to do with our cultures and how there's a big 
at least in my family, I'll speak for myself, there's a penalty for success. Mm. You know, you, you graduate, you go to college, and you can afford, you know, an apartment. Because you're and so uppity. Yeah, you're uppity. You forget where you came from. And it's not that you're forgetting your roots. It's that I am dismissing the trauma. I am growing from the trauma. And there are certain parts of our of our roots that we should let go. And mm-hmm. that's the traumatic parts that you're holding <laughs> on to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think when people say, oh, you forget where you're coming from. I'm not forgetting where I'm coming from. I'm learning from mm-hmm. where I'm coming from. That's huge. I was talking to um my friend, well, a friend through Laura, um, Justin, and he was talking about, like, family stuff as well. And I was like, it's very interesting how, like, our generation and, you know, younger generations have taken, you know, a real look at mental health and mental health awareness mm-hmm. and are choosing not to, um, to indulge in the family trauma tradition right like just trauma just because that's how we always did it kind of a thing yeah and it's like no we we want to be able to be happy and not worry about like you know catholic guilt or something like that or like just guilt in general (laughs) um and i think that's like that's a huge thing and unfortunately yes you will you could possibly be seen as uppity or you know not remembering where you came from and i think um I think that's not the case at all. It's like I actually remember vividly where I came from, (laughs) and I I'd rather not repeat. (laughs) Um, So yeah, no, that's that's great. Um, You kind of spoke to this, but the the next question was: If you believe we are always changing, what does being slash staying authentic to your ever evolving self look like? Yeah, I think this goes back to the element of growth and evaluation of where you need to grow so i believe in therapy i believe in prayer and i believe in you know science reading books you know it's Mm -hmm. a compilation of all these things so you can change every day based off of knowledge instead of changing because other people are making you change Mm. so if i'm changing it's that i notice i have a certain trigger i'm gonna acknowledge that and i'm not gonna let it create such a a certain response right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's changing and still being authentic to yourself because you're seeing that this is part of who i am accepting it so identifying that trigger and then saying okay this is what i'm gonna do about it Mm -hmm. and so i'm i'm changing into a better version of me Mm -hmm. yeah i totally agree um i guess the question is why do we i think okay not the question kind of the question I think it's interesting when uh, people bring up stuff from the past, mm-hmm. and I mean, this usually happens with celebrities, and they're like, you said this. This was crazy and wild. Like and 24 then, years ago. Yeah, and it's just like, the guy's like, well, I'm sorry, like, you know, I think Kevin Hart is actually a huge right. example of that. With the LGBT <clears throat> community. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember when I seeing that all unfold and him like choosing to step down from hosting the Oscars, um, which was crazy. Um, I thought, okay, he, he keeps saying that he apologized. He keeps saying that he apologized. So like, I don't under, I don't know what they want, but then also on the flip side of that, I was like, I wish he would, he would post it or like he would have like taken the time to go back and find that thing where he was where he apologized for that because it's one thing to say it it's another thing to like you know have have your sources right like i feel the same way i feel like he could have expanded on it just a bit and not because he owed anybody but because that was a real teaching moment Mm -hmm. that's where our communities could have said oh you know i'm allowed to change and my past doesn't define who I am because he's an idol mm-hmm. to a lot of people. So even if he didn't bring up that tweet or he apologized or whatever, you know, this is where my heart's at. Just to, even like a quick statement, like this is where my heart's at. I'm glad to have grown and changed. Yeah. But to say nothing, it just, it was a little bit, in my opinion, it was um, just stubbornness that mm. I understand because cancel culture was at that point, you know, Very something that all celebrities were really scared of. Mm-hmm. And it was a little much at that point. 
where everything was being canceled from celebrities to Goya. <laughs> so I get it, but yeah, he that was a point in which he could have really made a difference. Is Goya is Goya canceled in your household? See, okay, let me tell you about this. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I talked about this on another podcast. Goya is an entire business, right? And it's run by a family. And this family has one member who feels a certain way. And Do I you know that. that it's one member? Well, from what the statement, this uh-huh. one person who made that statement was. So, in my opinion, I was not happy and at that time. I was not putting more money into Goya. Mm-hmm. But I was not throwing away the Goya I had in my cabinet. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, no. That, that like, I'm, I, same thing. Like, we had uh, adobo, and I was like, all right. This will be the last Goya adobo I get, but I'm gonna yeah. get adobo from somebody else. But like, yeah, like you already paid for it. Right. They already got your money. Like. Yeah, and I and since then, other leaders at Goya have stated their stances, and it's just a little bit different, a lot different, maybe from the CEOs, <laughs> and that's that's a big problem too, obviously, because that direct the leadership directs the trajectory of the company. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's. I I hate to say it, but. He has fallen into the white savior mentality where mm. I need this guy to come save me, and that is a trauma response as well. Mm. And I don't agree with him. I don't think that Trump should be supported at all. Mm. I also think that the rest of the minorities and Hispanics who work in the Goya factories who actually have a different stance that a lot of even the leadership that do, I don't think they should be punished. It's, for me, it's so different when it's an entity versus a specific person. There's so much more to consider. Mm-hmm. That being said, I have purchased Goya again. Mm-hmm. Um, not because I support the CEO, but because that's part of my heritage as well mm-hmm. as my culture. I grew up on these specific flavors and I have tried other ones and I'm not against trying other ones. But also, if I need Sazon con achote, I'm going to get <laughs> Hey man, that racism just tastes different. <laughs> oh god, <that's> true. <laughs> yeah, honestly, mm. like if I heard more, I did try to look up as much as I could about it. If I heard more, I will reevaluate. There are some companies that I feel mm-hmm. a little bit more inclined to avoid, but yeah. No, that's true, and I I definitely get what you're talking about when you say you know talking about authenticity and being true to yourself. Like if it's like something that you have like literally grown up in it's a bit harder to step out from because literally your palate is like, nah, like that tastes weird. (laughs) Um, For me, it was just like, it wasn't that hard of a switch. And like, I mean, you could probably come and like taste the adobo and be like, "Mm -mm, this ain't it. And I'm like, I mean, it's fine for me. Well, the problem in my house is that we have so much. Mm. And I'm not going to lie. I could have gone, besides that song, um, I could have gone the whole year without buying new um, adobo, mm-hmm. for example, which I think we have because mm-hmm. we have so much stock. Like it's not even normal, mm-hmm. <laughs> and gotcha. so many beans. And and just before the pandemic had started, we had stocked up on more beans and so and, all, and uh, adobo and all that stuff because of the scarcity, the the fear of scarcity mm-hmm. of food, and so we just had it. No, that's true. That's understandable. Um, next question. Excuse me. We have many selves. Work, social, school, uh, partners, relationships, that kind of thing, personal. Can being authentic to one mean we, at times, betray another self? How do we deal with that betrayal if that's the case? I'm going to say no. Mm -hmm. Because although you, in different settings, code shift... Mm-hmm. And there's a certain way to present yourself in those settings. Your your mind is the same mind. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go to school and say, I feel this way about a certain product. And then I'm going to go to my job and say something different. It's just not. Mm-hmm. It's not within my code of conduct. In fact, I worked in politics. And there are times in which you're sitting there and you're like, do I want to work on this project? Do I want to support um, you know, this issue? And we actually had conversations like, you know, I feel more passionately about this issue. This is the one that I would like to hold a press conference on. Mm -hmm. And when I get home, those are the press conferences I'm watching on TV. Mm -hmm. And when I'm at school, those are the conversations I'm having. So 
I think you need to be authentic everywhere by holding the same belief systems and Mm -hmm. those belief systems obviously grow, but you can code shift, which Mm -hmm. means you present yourself just a little bit different based off of what's appropriate in the setting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I pretty much said the same thing. Um, I was like, you know, as you need to make all those different selves be as close to the same person as possible, Mm -hmm. because then otherwise you get cognitive dissonance and it's like, you know, you, you kind of don't know yourself and you're kind of, you're faking the funk everywhere kind right. of a thing. Exactly. Um, and yes, there is a coach if like I was talking to Steph and I was like, you know, that's why, you know, 10 years ago I wasn't like walking into work like spouting off Little Wayne lyrics. <laughs> like I understood there was a time and a place, but like, <laughs> even though I knew a good amount of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like, you know, you don't do that and you present yourself a certain way and even um talking in my in my previous job you know talking with like the boss or whatever it's like i wouldn't start making like jokes until like i knew that like things were cool like who what you know the lay of the land was um so yeah I, i i agree that you have to be yourself no matter what place you are but understand, I guess, like the lay of the land and the environment. So that being said, I do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about first impressions? Um, considering, for example, the the example that you gave of being a little bit more laid back and maybe not being a comedian mm-hmm. when you first day <laughs> at work. Yeah, how does that play into um, your belief system? I think there are some things that will still shine through. Um, Like people, like when I first show up, people might say that I'm quiet, but I might say like one or two like quips or whatever Mm -hmm. that like, like, you know, we'll get people like looking like, oh, like that is like, he only said one sentence, but that was some, that was some funny shit. Right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But um, first impressions in general, like they are, they are hella important because it can literally, depending on what that impression is, that can literally skew a person to not even like wanting to be around. To give you a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what's crazy is when that when you have first impressions with people that you like have to work with, um, like I know uh, one of my friends, they were uh, meeting, they were meeting a client of theirs or whatever. And then the first impression with that was, like, the guy just kind of, like, it seemed like he blew them off. And, like, that, now my friend, he's like, I can't even, um, I can't really deal with that person anymore. (laughs) It's like, like, he he does because he has to, but he would rather, he would choose to rather not, you know? And it's one of those things where it's like, it was literally just a one-off. I asked him about it a lot, and he's like, no, like, the guy has gotten better. It's, and, like, even in email chains, it's like, it's it's fine. That was just, like, I don't know, maybe he had gas or something, but it was such a strong first impression right. that it's just, like, every time he sees the name, it's just, like, eye roll. Like, yeah. I can't even. I mean, it's interesting. I feel like it means we need to be on all the time, and it's a lot of pressure, and mm-hmm. I have a lot of work to do because, you know, if someone makes a poor first impression, one, I'm sensitive, mm-hmm. and two, I don't really... I don't really open up right away. Mm-hmm. I can be really shy at first, so I... I too will take a, a first impression <laughs> to heart, and then it'll it'll impact like if I want to see them in the future or not. Mm-hmm. And I need to change that. After having this conversation, I'm realizing that, you know, we're growing every day. So if I'm seeing this person is growing, I can give another chance. Or if I see that, well, how will you know if it was an off day or not? Mm-hmm. I guess if you're if you won't give them a second chance, right? I don't know. It's a fine line to teeter, though. Well, especially if so, like he's in a position where he has to, like you know, they have to interact, right? So right. like he can see that growth. But yeah, if you if you give somebody if you get a bad impression from somebody and it's like you know what, I'm not talking to that person anymore, then you can't see if it was just like gas or yeah. if like they just had like you know some family issues or something like that, and. I guess that just, 
yes, you always have to be on, but at the same time, try to give people grace. Like, I, I think, I think you can, on the off chance, if that person comes back into your circle, you know, or you you engage in that person with that person again, you can come at it with a clean slate and be like, all right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be like buddy, buddy with you, Yeah. but I'm not going to like be totally standoffish. Yeah. I think that's how I am. And, and yeah, by, by the, what, third to fifth time, if that happens, I think you get a pretty good judge right. of like, well, what's know, going that on. Well, I don't know, second time is <laughs> you know, uh, I have a, I have a friend, he, the first impression was actually not that bad at all they're just a lot like their personality is a lot and you know the more i got to know them i was like okay i can i i can be in the same space with you for x amount of time yeah and i know after that i need to go (laughs) and um it's funny that we're having this conversation because we didn't necessarily have the best first impression um you did not like (laughs) me i thought you were cool people no 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 but that goes back to this point though because i knew that there were certain little things that triggered me about like a kitchen or like about cooking or whatever and so i realized that you know you were still funny we still had like a good time and so i definitely was down to hang out again where whereas like in the past i would not have done that so you're right i'm just going back to your point where you were saying um something still shines through Mm. even if there is a a bad first impression because if that first impression is you're cursing out the old lady in the grocery line because they're not going too fast well that's big enough for me to know that that's part of your character Mm -hmm. where if it's like oh you handle something differently than i would have handled it um that's just a personal nuance and Mm -hmm. maybe a social or cultural difference and for yourself to deal with and figure out if it's a big deal or not I think a lot of this, a lot of the authenticity um, that we're talking about comes down to self-awareness, right. um, knowing yourself and spending that time with yourself to learn about yourself and to, to move forward from there. And I think um, to that point with, uh, you know, posting stuff there comes a point where it's like, well, why am I doing this? And I mean, as long as you know why you're doing it, if you are doing it to get like likes and it's just like, nah, here, like poke my booty out. And it's like, you know, that's what I want to (laughs) do. If that's what you want to do, then, you know, like rock out. Like Mm -hmm. you're not hurting anybody. I think the issue comes into play where you don't know what you want to do or you don't know why you're doing it and Mm -hmm. you don't have that, end goal in mind or even i see times where people aren't really sure why they're doing something but they're enjoying themselves Mm -hmm. and as long as that's not hurting yourself or anybody else i think that's also great Mm. you know to be able to have freedom and just like chill and not have any stress so i don't know i say that maybe about i see people sometimes post like comedy videos or i even like to do that because it's fun Mm -hmm. and that's great whether people watch it or not you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying i have fun hanging out with you maybe i know that we would do something silly like a tiktok or something Mm -hmm. and not care who watches just the process of doing it Mm -hmm. so i think that also you don't have to necessarily know exactly why but you have to know how you feel about what you're doing and that will lead you to the proper perspective about whether or not it's authentic Mm -hmm. Okay. Do we always need to be authentic to ourselves? If so, why? If not, why and to what extent? Is there a difference between being authentic to yourself and being stubborn? Wow, that's a really good question. That's a great question. And initially, I was going to say, yeah, um, there are times in which, you know, you got to give in, but... No, you need to be authentic to yourself all the time. And there is a way to do that and still be open-minded. And that is to be the type of person who wants to grow Mm -hmm. and who is willing to build character in a way that acknowledges other people's belief systems. Mm -hmm. And so it is unhealthy to be 
stubborn to the point where you're not willing to grow based off of someone else's knowledge, mm-hmm. but you can still be authentic. You mm-hmm. can be authentic and learn something new. Just like I told you, I want to live every day and and not have to worry about what yesterday was and not live based off of like certain traumas or certain issues that happen. But if I am doing that, that means I'm hyper aware. That means that I'm, you know, cognizant about what's going on. And so that also means that I know I need to learn. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're at that point in your personal journey, I think you'll either reach or you're at your authentic self. Mm. That kind of reminds me, um, you're talking about always being true to yourself and and from day to day. And that reminds me of um, when I was younger, uh, I would like do things and then get caught by my mom and lie about it, right? <laughs> and so then after a while, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to not lie about it anymore. And then and then it evolved from that to like, oh, I'm just not going to do certain things anymore. Mm. And so... Uh, oh, that is good. Yeah. And so, but the point of that was, you know, my mom would ask me like, oh, did you do X, Y, and Z? And I was like, no. And like, I wouldn't have to remember the lie. Right? right. And I think, you know, being authentic to yourself, you don't have to remember the lie. You don't have to remember yeah. to put on the, the face mask, you know? Um, and I think that is such a freeing thing because even when, um, even now, people come up to me and they'll say, like, you know, Jazz, like, a few years ago, you said, you remember when you said X, Y, and Z? And it was, like, really what? Like, it could be something really crazy. Yeah. And I think about it, and I'll be like, I don't remember it, but that does sound like me from back then. Oh, my so gosh, I- <laughs> And it's like, I'm glad, I'm glad I don't have to remember, but I'm, I'm glad I also have the self-awareness to be like, yeah, that was me. My bad, bro. <laughs> yeah, and that's what it is. Accepting that you can be wrong is a big part of, you know, growth. Mm-hmm. And authenticity and growth do not go against each other. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like they're, they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. There's no way to be authentic and, and find your best self if mm-hmm. you're not growing. Mm. Do, do you think that's when it becomes, that's that fine line when it becomes stubbornness? I think if you're not willing to continue to grow, so when I say grow, I mean, you know, change paradigms, Mm -hmm. find out new knowledge, understand and admit when you were wrong. I think those are signs of growth. So in that situation, you wouldn't be, if let's say you're telling me this cup is yellow and I'm like, that straight up looks orange to me. And, you know, I'm arguing with you and you're like, oh, well, such and such article defines this tone as yellow. <laughs> and you have this proof and you have all sudden be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to look into that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad you shared that. You don't have to give in right away. Mm-hmm. You don't have to just, you know, take things for face value. You can do your research. You can, but you do have to respect someone else's opinion. Mm-hmm. And stubbornness comes from where, at least in my opinion, I, I visualize stubbornness as Nope, you're wrong. Nope, you're wrong. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Nope, that's yellow. That's mm-hmm. orange. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you can still be authentic, and, and that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like, okay, I, I haven't seen that. I'm not sure. I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes in an argument with Julio, my husband, we will, I'll Google things. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, you said what? <laughs> well, Google said <laughs> two times two is four, not 44. Mm-hmm. So just be open. Mm. But I think, and I think that's why it would be stubbornness if the person still came back and was like, nah, that cup is definitely orange. And it's like, but like the facts say, you know, like, right, right. where you're not like, even willing to see the facts. Right. And yeah. it's just like, you know, what? no, like critical race theory is teaching our people to see color and we don't need that in America. And it's mm-hmm. like, I saw a great post on Facebook that said, um, when you don't see color, you can't see patterns. Right. And it was like on one side, it said um, the number of people uh, police respect and then the number of people or the kinds of people that people are, are murdered. And on one side, it was like all blue squares. Okay. And then on the other side, there was like, you know, 
lighter shade squares on one side on the respect side and then like darker shaded squares on the the murder side and so that's yeah it's like right (laughs) in case you didn't know where that was going but um but yeah i think um i think being true to yourself and being able to say like oh i was wrong they aren't mutually exclusive but it almost feels like the world wants you to think that they are. Yeah, because the world wants you to be who you were at the beginning of whatever cycle, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm saying every day you need to reevaluate yourself because I can be authentic to who I am today without having to worry about, well, you know, five years ago, I had no idea that such and such was um, a dismissive way to say something. Mm-hmm. You know, Now I know. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, I might have been a little bit of a different person I grew into a new person today that's why my definition of authenticity has a lot to do with reevaluation mm-hmm. and that's why I do a lot of journaling because I feel like you can change in mm-hmm. an instant and you can also change in a long period of time you just mm-hmm. don't know until you like self-evaluate and you also have other people who can help evaluate with you have other people who will call you out who will be honest with you in a respectful manner mm-hmm Speaking of that, being honest with you in a respectful manner, um, I was listening to The Love Hour uh, earlier today, and um, as she is called, Miss Kev on stage, um, she said um, three things that are needed for effective communication pretty much are honesty, vulnerability, and transparency. Um, because Ooh, that second one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's in that she talked about how that's like the crux for a lot of things because you can be honest and transparent, but without the vulnerability, it can still come across as a certain type of way yeah. where you're not, you know, effectively communicating your feelings. Right. And now you get a response back that you didn't want and it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy of Yeah, because feelings involve vulnerability innately. Otherwise, take feelings out of any situation and it feels boardroom. It feels cold. It mm-hmm. feels disconnected. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to talk about with authenticity? Did I derail the conversation again? No, it's okay. fine. You're good. Um, I, I honestly just want to drive in that thought, you know, that authenticity is not, like you said, mutually exclusive to growth or disagreeing with you know that doesn't mean you have to be stubborn either mm-hmm. and challenge people if i if i could give any challenge it would be to journal whether it's every day or once in a while once in a month or whenever you just feel like it mm-hmm. because even if you're just journaling about or writing down what happened in that day when you go back and you read that there are certain underlying values that you're that you're demonstrating like i i can write i went to the pool this morning it was so lovely to enjoy nature and just have time on my own and this this, isn't that right Mm -hmm. like you're learning something about me just Mm -hmm. reading that so that would be my challenge to find out your authentic self be sure to evaluate it and i think a great way to do that is through journaling Mm, okay i have a article here it's um it was actually what's crazy is that this article was uh posted back in 2012 okay um Ooh, and different times. right yeah <laughs> <laughs> the world was so different the person who wrote this her name's christine she is a phd she has a phd i should say and um it says she wrote a book that said everybody marries the wrong person okay so that's interesting enough but uh the <laughs> article that she wrote is the problem with authenticity and then the subtitle is emotional authenticity and strategic authenticity oh my goodness she'd be liking to start the problems mm-hmm. in the world <laughs> mm-hmm. no she, she sounds really into uh thinking <laughs> she sounds intuitive <laughs> intuitive yeah but um just to i want to there are two Two things I want to talk about, and she talks about two types of authenticity, um, emotional authenticity and strategic. For most of us, emotional authenticity comes to mind first. We think that someone who is being authentic, usually applied to showing negative emotions, is letting their true feelings be known. Mm. Excuse me. Like when they're drunk? 
for example. Sure, yeah. We believe this. <laughs> you felt that. But uh, <laughs> we believe this to be a good thing, rare and indicative of trustworthiness. Strategic authenticity is not always recognized. This type of authenticity is about being true to a goal. For example, there is nothing inauthentic about putting on a brave face and soldiering on if your goal is to get to a finish line. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I thought that I thought that was interesting. Like there's nothing inauthentic about putting on a brave face and soldiering on. And something about that I don't know because it was like written in 2012 and this is now 2021. Um, but that that whole thing of, of soldiering on, putting on the brave face, I thought that was very interesting. And I think we have possibly grown beyond that. Okay. I, I think in a way. So I think that there is great relief and release with saying that x y and z sucks mm-hmm. right and like having that moment um that that moment of freak out or that moment of like this this sucks i think different people need different times like amount of times to say like this sucks and to be with that and then soldier on right right, right. and i think yeah and I, I so it was interesting to to hear that or to read that, I should say. I agree with you a thousand percent. I think it's a mix of both. I think having strategic authenticity in a lot of settings could be seen as the opposite, as fake or, mm. you know, facade, unless you understand what your goal is. And I think that's, I think that's what I'm trying to get at, strategic authenticity, the everyday... I'm going towards a certain goal and that's to be better. Mm-hmm. But also you do have to consider that you're really going to sometimes have a hard time and you have to accept that because if not, you're not going to grow and you're not going to make it towards that goal. It's just a hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she sounds like she'd be fun to eat dinner with. <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, two qualities of authenticity, uh, constructive and destructive. Shock and surprise. Um, <laughs> If both emotions and goals are constructive, the authenticity halo is deserved. Halo being like, because um, he starts off saying, the problem with authenticity is that anyone can claim it and benefit from the positive assumptions that most of us make about the word. Transparent, genuine, trustworthy. So, uh, the halo is deserved. Constructive emotions feel good to the person experiencing them and raise other spirits when when expressed. Taking action on constructive goals improves almost any situation. We can also have constructive goals for destructive, constructive goals for destructive emotions. Mm. If one's goal is to practice respect rather than condemnation, placid on the surface while turbulent beneath is part of the process. It takes consistent repetition to transform destructive emotions via constructive goals yeah i think the the point is someone can be authentic and that doesn't mean they're a great person (laughs) you know because we we do sort of like uh put a white hat on authenticity but hitler was super authentic Mm -hmm. and it was very destructive so yeah i get that When both emotions and goals are destructive, it gets more complicated. No self-serving politician, greedy banker, or religious extremist is going to say, I'm authentic, authentically evil, that is. (laughs) (laughs) Those guided by destructive emotions and goals typically claim higher motives and justification. No matter how we try to dress it up, if emotions and goals are destructive, claiming the halo of authenticity is simply a lie we tell ourselves and others. Then, just to go to the last part, remember, our brains are first and foremost about self-preservation. Current research reveals our brains, well, current is 2012. Uh, (laughs) Yes, that our brains' profound predisposition to negative first 
reactions. Wait. Current research reveals our brain's profound predisposition to negative first reactions. Fortunately, as our brains mature by around age 25 or 26, we become more fully equipped to take command of negative emotions, but only if we choose to do so. Mm-hmm. They're not going to change anything you don't think is broke. Exactly. Exactly. And Broken. I I think... Um, no, you're fine. <laughs> um, I think that's so huge, you know, because it's like, oh, that's just, that's just how they are. They're just being true to themselves. And, you know... I've met some people where that can be true. Mm-hmm. And actually, perfect example. Because um, when I read that, the person who popped into my head was Cardi. What? <laughs> Sorry. It's just like when I read that, this person popped into my head. It's really nerve-wracking. <laughs> um, Cardi B popped okay. into my head. And so looking like Cardi B, she has very like entertaining songs. And like they're great. Um Seeing her in interviews, I'm like, I don't know if I could be in the same room with her for uh, an extended period of time. I hear a lot of people say that. Like, it's, I, like, she's, she is a very big personality. Yeah. And I'm not a very big personality. Really? <laughs> uh, if I, if I'm big, she's Titanic. Like, right, 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 right. You're so right. Um, so... When I when I see her, I'm just like, yeah, it would have to be like if it was at a party or something, and there were like many social buffers or whatever, <laughs> it'd be great. But she like, could just be a DJ maybe, maybe. But, but like, not. if it was just like me and her, like, you know, knocking back a few drinks at a bar or whatever, and just hanging out, I feel like I would be overwhelmed okay. and not like I was like, I don't know if I can can hang out oh with her. Oh my gosh, I know exactly what you mean. There's a person in my life who. Obviously, I really enjoy hanging out with because I do, and I do hang out with this person, and she's very authentic to herself, you know, very high energy, mm-hmm. very big, huge personality, and I just feel exhausted yes. after hanging out, even though I really enjoy it. Like, mm-hmm. I authentically <laughs> enjoy our time together. I'm just so tired. Yeah, like, I feel like hearing, hearing Cardi B is like, oh, I don't... Like I can't even gauge it. Twenty minutes, an hour, like mm-hmm. two hours, like I don't know. But um, so one how much sleep you had the night before? Exactly. <laughs> but then one thing that I will say is that I watched like multiple interviews, and I was like, you know what? If nothing else, though, Cardi B shows up as Cardi B wherever she goes. This is true. And like I can appreciate that, like, really well. Like, I respect it. Even it's like you know what she no matter how many cars she has, like, how many red bottoms she has, like, for the most part, you're, you're going to get Cardi B as you know Cardi B to be. But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that was, that was very interesting. That is the perfect example. <laughs> Authenticity. <laughs> and, and, and you know what, that speaks to Dr. Christina. <laughs> can think you're good or bad mm-hmm. even if you're authentic very i i think the point is like it's not binary mm-hmm. you, you can be authentic and and there's a lot of things like this in the world where we assign good or bad to it mm. when there's no good or bad to it like a rainy day people are like oh it's a rainy day the weather's bad mm-hmm. who said rain means the weather's bad mm-hmm. to another person in a drought this is the best weather they mm-hmm. had they're so excited for this rain this is a good weather day so there's a lot of things we subject value to yes however or and also okay i would push back on that a bit so like with somebody like Cardi B and her big energy and her being authentic to herself and showing up like that, mm-hmm. yes. Like, be authentic, do you. It's it's great. It's not quite my cup of tea or not like a full cup of tea, right? But like, <laughs> it's like, do you. But then there are some people who are just, um, I don't know, like, they can be negative, and they're still being like true to themselves. Yeah, I but, agree with that fully. And they're being just they're they are just the negative person whenever they show up, right? They right. they are the downer in the group. And it's just like 
for better or worse, like you like, all right, like you showed up and you were you. I'm not going to say it was a great thing, but sure, you were authentic to yourself. I think we're on the same page. And just to clarify, I I would challenge people and I'm going to challenge myself to not assign value to certain character traits, good or Mm. bad. And that has to do with what I've just learned about authenticity. And just the example of, you know, certain things are, they're neutral. And we Mm. say they're good or they're bad based off of our own belief systems and our own history and our own Mm -hmm. mindset where some people will be like, Cardi B's the best personality I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Others will be like, this is so stressful. <laughs> um, just like some people will be like, the rain is such bad weather. They'd be like, hallelujah. We got <laughs> so it's neutral. These So much in life that we assign value to, if we would look at them as neutral, I'm pretty sure we would be at least 50% less stressed out about <laughs> pretty much every day of our lives. <laughs> mm, that's interesting. I think that's uh, yeah. We'll let the we'll let the audience mull mull that over. Uh, <laughs> well, let's not mull over the fifty percent. I made that up. Okay. <laughs> um, with this being the last part, I well we're at the last part. If you didn't know, <laughs> uh, with authenticity. We, oh, with this being the last part, reading the tea leaves, seeing the the future of whatever topic we're talking about with authenticity where do you see that going do you have any predictions on on that with um in general in the world like Just the culture around the it. culture i think and i think this is why i thought we were going to talk about perspective from the beginning i think it's a matter of opening up our perspectives which is happening in 2021 in 2020 so i think people will value authenticity more because we are in a point where we're evaluating so much Mm. that we weren't evaluating before so i think it's going to play a bigger role in our personal identities Mm -hmm. whether or not we outwardly say that just figuring out who am i really and i say this because if you see on social media like now you see like the self-care or you know your personal affirmations or talk to yourself figure out who you are and this wasn't happening before so Mm. since we're having that internal dialogue i think in time we'll see more authenticity we'll see people living their authentic lives and we have to just remember that means people will be authentic to themselves they won't be good or bad so i'm not saying oh we're gonna have such a great society no (laughs) i think it could be much more polarizing true colors are just revealing themselves okay all right totally be polarizing and i think that's what's happening what happened in our last election is that people started showing their true colors which Mm. they they felt uncomfortable showing but they had somebody who supported that on a main a huge platform and they said i can come out and be authentic now Mm. so it's gonna be scary i don't think this is gonna be easy Mm. okay (laughs) <laughs> we'll just end it on that <laughs> because that could be another whole uh yeah okay cool 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 all right i see you come back for more right <laughs> all right well uh guys this has been fun uh julie this has been amazing thank, thank you, you for having me thank you for showing up um sh- right <laughs> I was like, showing up <laughs> I'm so glad to let you in my door. Okay, cool, cool, cool. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, uh, let us know what you think in the comments, probably on Instagram, because I don't have a uh, YouTube for this as of right now. So just let us know what you think. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. All right, talk to you guys later. Peace.